Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. The LGBT Chat Podcast, a space for LGBTQ friends and allies to share personal stories, current events, and life endeavors. Hosted by Aida Ramirez. Hey, everybody. It's a two guys and two queers show. I'm kidding. It's the LGBT Chat Podcast. And uh, this is your host, Aida and Angel. What's up, guys? Hello. So we're joined tonight by the Who That Podcast, right? Podcast in the who building. That? All right. So I speak English, and I'm like, who that? Who that? Who that? It wasn't rolling off my tongue properly. It's like, who that? Okay. My name is Demario. Um, they call me the captain of the ship. We do uh, what it calls the mothership. Is kind of like our slogan. You know what I mean? Welcome aye, aye, captain. Mothership. Right, right, right. And um, this is Devin. He does our sports section. Um, it's called the Formula. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm also known as the light skin of, of our crew. Yeah, we call him the light skin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, sports is my thing. That That's always been my thing, you know. What kind Even of sports? Be, like which sport? Uh, football, basketball. Okay. I think I stick like right around college. That's like, that's my thing. Gotcha. Professional. It, I don't get into the professional until like playoffs when they actually like you know try you know but <laughs> but you know college like that that's my thing like support the michigan state spartans you know michigan wolverines even though i'm we're here i just all michigan teams. yeah we're from, originally from michigan both of us yeah. and you're in tennessee yes <laughs> angel wanted to what, ask you guys you something about your podcast Angel. What was it? I'm sorry. So Angel, lost. I guess Angel just wanted to know how you guys got started, uh, what your inspiration was yeah, behind like your, the your podcast. Yeah, inspiration on, the name was very unique, so I'm like, okay, I want to know a little bit more about this. About who that is? Right. So, the whole, <laughs> the whole spectrum of the podcast was to invite people who live different lifestyles onto the podcast and let them tell the world about the things they do. So, you know, a lot of people think the who that is from like New Orleans or something like that. And it's not, it's like, like, okay, this guy's a fire dancer. Who that, you know what I mean? Who that, who is um, he? You know? So the whole premise of the podcast season one, we did an audio drama and we were in the audio drama. It was about, it was like Friday meets Star Trek. And it was about these hood aliens that get a, a job and a promotion from cooking in their kitchen to monitoring people of Earth. And then we would roll into the actual talk show 
of interviewing these these extraterrestrial beings, you know what I mean? So, and we and we've had a a wide range of people, you know what I mean? We've had artists, we've had we ha- we even had a sex trafficker that went to prison. <laughs> oh my out god! Before. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, we, and we have just tell the stories of these things that you know from a first person's perspective. Mm-hmm. So. Now with season two, it's we're on season two now. It's been a little different because the world is kind of projecting our narrative now. They're yeah. sending us, you know, all this stuff going on, and we're able to pull politicians and NAACP people in, and and all kind of people. We next right. next week is the the Boogaloo Boys. I don't know if you guys have heard about them, yeah. but they're kind of like the right wing Antifa. They're anti government, but they're very conservative. Okay, you know. So we're just pulling in all this, you know, they're kind of writing the the world as it's going on right now. It's kind of writing the script for us. Well, the world as we know it has been like um, the Twilight Zone, right? Like the, yeah. since January 1st. has been the Twilight Zone. And I don't think us expected it to be the way it is. Exactly. And for me, um, Devon, when it started was um, uh, January 26th when Kobe died. Um, and I, I heard... Oh. I heard your last aired episode on um, on, on Apple. Okay. So okay. I heard you guys uh, talk about this on Apple, and I just heard the devastation, like how low you are. And I remember, I'll never forget where I was. Um, what I we were at Chili's, we're waiting on our order, and I'm like, please let this be a hoax. Did you guys see this? And uh, my girlfriend and and our friends just like, no, that can't be real. And when I'm like, oh shit, it's fucking TMZ. Like it's 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 fucking real. Right, and, and then and then it it didn't help that the fucking site was down, right? And right. that just I'm, I'm I have chills right now because I remember how I was feeling at that moment, and and mind you, I'm not a sports person. I am not a basketball person. Like, let me tell you how much I know about basketball. I used to root for the Sonics. That's how much I knew about basketball. <laughs> oh man, right? like 1990 what? 2001, right? Um, Sean Kim. Sean Kim. Sean Kim Day. I know nothing. <laughs> Except that the Knicks suck, right? And and for me, not like always. For, for, <laughs> they don't always suck. <laughs> they do now, but you yeah. know, not always. But but like for somebody like me to for it to devastate me the way it did, um, I can only imagine like how it affected so many others. Um, how what did that do for you guys? Um, it's kind of crazy because uh, we did, we were talking about this today. Um, yeah. My first uh, ever episode on the podcast getting introduced was on the day that Kobe Bryant had died on January 26th. Um, I was at work. Um, I, at the time I was working at Best Buy doing stuff, uh, before all the quarantine stuff happened. And I yeah. was, and I was an Apple expert helping set up a phone. And, uh, I actually had one of my buddies call me and he kept blowing my phone up and I finally answered. I was like, bro, what's up? I'm at work. And he <laughs> goes, dude, did you just see what happened? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, Kobe Bryant just died in his helicopter. And I was like, Dude, that, that's not funny. Like, don't no. call me and say stuff like that. Right? So I, ha- I was like, I'll call you later. And I hung up the phone. Five minutes later, my mother calls me, blowing up my phone. And I'm like, what is wrong? She goes, did you not see what happened? And I was like, what are you talking about? Kobe Bryant just died in his helicopter crash. And I was like, dude, hold on. So I put her on mute and I told the lady, hey, hold on. My mother is telling me that Kobe Bryant has just died. And I had to make sure, like, it's for real. <laughs> Little did I know, TMZ was up. Kobe Bryant had died in this helicopter crash. And I just remember feeling just like my heart sunk 
yeah. and that's hard because especially like you don't even know this man but you know what he's done for you like for basketball and like as a leader and like what he's done to like pursue you as a person mm-hmm. and it just it took a lot of life out of me that day and we get here and then the first episode there was a tribute video that we played for him. We had to scramble and find a tribute because we heard about it actually sitting in my little home studio getting ready to go live. Yeah. And I was like, we're, we're going to have to scramble and do a, a video, like a tribute ASAP. So, like, we're airing this tribute video as people are still finding out that Kobe Bryant had just died. Yeah, it was crazy. It was a crazy day. Yeah, that and once it started with Kobe and then it escalated to him and his daughter. Oh, yeah. man. We were, we were like, coincidentally, we were waiting, we were killing time before um, going into a comedy show because my girlfriend does stand up. And she's like, how am I supposed to get on stage now? And like, you know, and obviously they can't talk about it during the show because, you know, like the comedy right. show, it, you know? It, so right. like it, it would suck to even just bring it up. Um, so do, do you do stand up? No, I don't. I'm just a groupie. <laughs> You're just a groupie? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I go to well, all her shows and I still laugh. Right. So when I was looking up, it said a uh, comedian. I was like, huh. I was like, I wonder if she's a writer or if she does stand up or what does she do? So. I do give her material sometimes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do okay. you do stand up? <laughs> no, no, not at all. If anything, I would consider myself a writer and producer, you know? So I produce this show and I've, I've helped people produce other stuff. So oh. it's, you know, it's interesting. So Angel. Yes. Yes, are you there? <laughs> yes, I am here. You're very quiet. Do you, do you have a Kobe story? Um, no. Uh, my brothers, I have like four brothers. They're all like so fascinated like with basketball, and it really hit them so so hard. And I can't say that it didn't hit me hard. I'm not into basketball, but everybody knew who he was, so it was just like sad. It was like almost like a part of your childhood. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's where I was going with that, with the childhood story. That when we heard about it, we they were like, oh his daughters were there or maybe two of his daughters were there. Like there's so many stories going back and forth. Right. And then there's right. nobody knew what would happen. It's till this, to the day I still can't watch TMZ. Cause every time I watch TMZ, I just think of like how horrid to like air something like this without like at right. least letting the authorities inform the family first, like to know that his wife found out through like the media like that. And she was probably right. the only one at the time who knew that his daughter was, you know, that their daughter was on the on the chopper with them, too. Right. Yeah. 2020, 2020 is like, I feel like 2020 was written by Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> King, bro. Like, it had to have been yeah, a, yeah. a duo. Like King. Yeah. <laughs> a duo. Yes, because of the murder hornets, for sure. That's Stephen King. <laughs> and I love Edgar Allan Poe, but this is this takes a little more ingenuity than. Yeah. We haven't hit the end yet. <laughs> it's the end game. I mean, what do you? What are your predictions for the end of twenty twenty? So let's How's just recap, end? right? So we got okay. Kobe. We have his daughter. We have um, COVID, right? And then, mm-hmm. and then we had um, what else happened? Australia caught on fire. Uh, oh my God! Right, we started the year off with that, right? Yeah, Australia was caught on fire at the very beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, most people got twelve hundred dollars. What Kim, Kim Jong Un died, <laughs> then came back, and then came back. Then came back. Like, oh. We've had over thirty-eight celebrity deaths this year. Um, yes. I was recapping the, those numbers. The, I'm like, holy crap! You got the protests now. That's done happen. Yeah, we riots. Um, uh-huh. Murder. We had murder hornets. We said that. 
There were um, um, poisonous frogs down in Florida, like an invasion of, of frogs somewhere in Florida. Really? I was reading. I have on that picture on um on facebook there's a picture of like an ant-man yeah the hispanic guy from ant-man yeah, and he's like sitting there telling everybody and telling them what happened yeah, and he tells the best stories do you, you know what we're talking about <laughs> no <laughs> okay if you get a chance sit down and watch ant-man part one and two and he's got like a friend <laughs> the hispanic guy and he his whole like comedy angle is he um he tells these stories in this way you know and they've got him telling the one about 2020. And once you see the 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 parts in the movie, it will make total sense. It's the best. Here, here you go. Run so, it, Devin. Devin, run it. <laughs> so it says how far. Uh, so how's 2020 so far? Well, there was almost a world war, and Australia caught on fire, and then Trump was in a peach, and then the, some guy ate a bat, and then everyone's getting sick. And then the toilet paper shortage, and then I had to wipe my ass with leaves in two months of <laughs> online classes, and King on, King John Un died, and then his sister became an anime star, and then he came back to life, and then the Pentagon confirmed UFOs exist, and no one really gave a shit, and now 30 million people are unemployed, and thousands of people are dying daily, and murder hornets are invading. Yeah. At the end of this, we all got twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about it? And then we got they had they confirmed over two million deaths, right? Due to COVID, uh, worldwide. That's worldwide. Worldwide. Wow. We had uh, our mayor, our governor. Um, nobody gives a shit about our mayor, um, but our, our governor, <laughs> King Cuomo, was telling us um, how how devast- reminding us how devastating it was to lose over two thousand people for nine eleven, and then now to lose over thirty thousand people from a virus. How you know how crazy right. and insane it looks in retrospect. Um, but <laughs> the frogs are real, guys. <laughs> Florida. Oh, wow. um, so let me ask you, what is what is that like for somebody that lives in New York to see New York City just a ghost town? Like, what is what is that? Like, get on the news and watch TV and just be like, I'm not used to seeing things like that. Because, you know, they always show that city never sleeps. And then now it's like there wasn't never a car sleeping. on the road. So what is that like for you to sit up and be like, wow, this is like really real? Let me just play it for you. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> See, that's a normal Tennessee night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I spent, I spent the night in Georgia somewhere in the burbs, and I couldn't sleep because the, the, the silence was so loud. Like, this sounds fake, but it's true. I, my ears were ringing from the silence. Like, oh, wow. It's a thing, guys. Um, wow. Now, I periodically play, like, the uh, the city noises. If you've got, like, what is it, Google Home or Alexa, you can tell them to play these city noises. And every now and then I'll do, like, a rainy, you know, in the city where the cars are driving through the puddles and everything. And that soothes me sometimes. Yeah. But I know exactly what you mean from coming from Detroit to Tennessee. Angel. Yeah. You were you were more um, exposed to people than I was, right? Because you you work with teachers and students. Um, what was that yeah. experience for you like? Um, well, I absolutely love what I do. I work in a school, so okay. for me, it's just been so. I'm so used to just being around people and just, I guess, helping and just like being involved. So this has right. been like so like dreadful i hate every last minute of it but in the same in the same time it's like i guess this time was also kind of needed maybe not this long 
but definitely <laughs> needed to kind of like reflect and figure out, um, you know, different capabilities, what I'm, what I'm capable of. Right. Right. And I so, work, um, yeah, I work it down at wall street and I remember having to go in for like a stupid monitor for my laptop and, mm-hmm. and like equipment and stuff to work from home. And it was like March 20, so the end of March and like seeing like the stock exchange area and like down there by like the bull and whatnot, um, like silence, no cars, like no people. It felt like very surreal. It felt like an M night Shyamalan kind of thing. Did you guys ever see the, what was that movie? The si- it wasn't the silence. Was it the thing, the happening, right? I think it was the happening. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The happening Mark mm-hmm. Wahlberg. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. And, uh, um, what's this uh, Colombian guy that always dies in all the movies? Um, but yeah, it was just very <laughs> surreal. It was wait, uh, wait. Colombians also have somebody that dies. Black people die in every movie. Well, they die for, black people usually die first, right? Like, especially in horror right. movies. We got two black people that survived, and they were both Michael Meyer movies. We had LL Cool J and Buster Rhymes. <laughs> yeah, Buster Rhymes kicked that ass. Yeah, Buster Rhymes. can bust a rhyme, but right. <laughs> I actually saw Buster Rhyme. Um, and uh, he, they did a, a recording of a video down by one pe- one police plaza in New York, and we peeked through the, the thing. But that's not the point of the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it was just surreal. It was a crazy thing. Right. How's it on your end? Excuse me. Um, like the the quarantine. How's it How's it been on your oh. end? Well, we're the area we're in is a smaller and we're not in Nashville. We're about 30 minutes south of Nashville. Mm-hmm. And like usually you'd be like or 30 minutes south of Nashville. But after COVID, we're like, "Whoo, we're 30 minutes south of yeah, Nashville." Seriously. <laughs> um, so like it's it's we're in a quiet town and not a whole lot changed. You know, we couldn't go into grocery stores till after 9 because the seniors could go in before 9 o'clock. That's pretty cool. And yeah, that was their senior hours, and I mean, we got liquor to go. We could get liquor to go from restaurants. That was cool, you know. That people would, they would deliver you liquor. That was new, you know. Cheers. <laughs> right, <laughs> and they, I don't think they've gotten rid of that yet either. No, they haven't. No, they still that's got a, it. That's still a thing. Um, you know, the schools are closed, so your kids are eating you out of house, house and home. Mm-hmm. Um. But other than that, it was pretty normal, you know? Like, down here in the country, they do things a little different. You know, they have, like, field parties and, and stuff. It's not like block parties, you know? It's it's different. It's just open, you know? So keeping six Wait, foot away is what's open. the difference um, between a block party and a field party? Well, everyone's kind of constricted on the sidewalks and up and down the street. Well, a field party, it's like... You know, twenty acres of land, and as far as the music blares is as far out as you can party. You know what I mean? So it's just (laughs) open, and and there's no police. That sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It 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 is. It is is in a lot of horror movies. (laughs) (laughs) These people don't die as much, you know. know? Okay, well, (laughs) all you can see, like when you pull up to a field party, all you see is a gigantic, like twelve foot fire. You know what I mean? Of just stuff stacked up and then there's music playing and they're serving you know alcohol and people are just dancing out there and they're having a good time so it's it's different you know so if you've never been to a field party come down yeah well the next time you have one invite us (laughs) okay for sure (laughs) we'll take a road trip demario so um 
so we you you've had pretty cool guests the last couple of weeks on your show. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? So what we're what we're trying to do for for especially the black community here is we're trying to come up with a sort of agenda of things we need to do. Okay. And what we're doing is we're pulling in these people from different perspectives and we're getting these verbal promises from them to contribute to this. So, you know, like we had the mayor, uh, NAACP president, we're going to have the Boogaloo Boys. And we've got a few, uh, like, community leaders and stuff like that that are that are coming in uh, the next couple weeks, too. So it's, it's a project we're putting together. It's going to be called Project Equals, okay? And it's for our, our local community to kind of do, like, adult education and in the sense of not traditional learning to read we're talking about financial literacy we're talking about you know mentorships into employment opportunities and stuff like that because i feel like if the if the adults get educated they're going to pass it along to the children yeah you know so that's our first step from there we're gonna we're gonna create a community app you know it's gonna it's gonna have a panic button everything like that you get in trouble your other users know you are in trouble. It doesn't go to the police. It goes to the community. Panic, I'm in trouble, you know. But, um, you know, it's it's a thing. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Okay? So it's it's going to take steps. It's We've got a, a lot of things in motion. So that's kind of the goal of the last few weeks of all of our, of all of our people, you know, all of our community here. So you got anything you want to add? I mean, pretty much like he said, it's, it's not – it's time to rebuild but we got to do it together it's definitely not one of these things where somebody can just step in and do it by themselves like it's gonna take us all to make what we want a reality make our dream a reality and the only way that we can do that is start exercising our voice on what what needs to happen instead of just talking we need to actually start doing instead of sharing Um, memes right right exactly (laughs) everybody wants to talk about it and it's like, okay. And the, even the mayor said it. Mayor said, who's going to step up and take charge on this? And I'm, I'm looking at him like, hey, I'm ready. You know, I'm not, I'm not militant, but at the same time, like I'm ready to, to put a structure in place. And when I addressed him, the main thing I, I said to him, I was like, look, we need a place to facilitate these things. Mm-hmm. Do you or the county have a place we can facilitate. If they can, if they can find me a place to facilitate these activities and things, it'll be simple. The rest is cakewalk. People are ready to educate. People are ready to help others. You know, not everyone, but there are people that you know you're overachievers. They're ready to go out and educate people on these things. Right. And I need a place to make that happen. And I'm sure there are a lot of people with like good intentions and, and a lot of good great ideas, but they don't know how to execute them and they don't know, you know, where to go, like you said. So I think it's a it's a great start to just start there, you know, a platform, a space for for helping. Or also sorry, also like you said, um, it's gonna take a team, not one person can execute like this on their own. And I really wanna exercise that. I really think with all these protests and stuff, I really think after the like moving forward from this point on, I really think things are going to change. I really do. Yeah, there's it's going to have to. It's going to have to. Yeah, I think my biggest thing is the biggest change I think that is going to hit society a lot is the kids that have to go back to school. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Is you have a lot of people that 
you know, their parents see things a lot different than other kids' parents see, um, which could lead to a very, very bad outcome on certain things, um, which, you know, um, I haven't actually told him about this yet, but one of the ideas that, you know, that I grew up on was sports and, you know, academics and stuff like that. One of the things that I see that come out of Columbia is there's a lot of good athletes that come out of Columbia. This is our, we, we live in Columbia. Yeah, we live. I'm yes. like, not the uh, country. Live, no, 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 no. We no live not in, the guy that dies after the black guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, but we see there's a lot of good athletes and a lot of good upcoming kids that come out of Columbia, but they get caught in all these little spots and they can't get out of Columbia. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing is, is, making sure that everybody works together on that. Like with sports, like when it comes to football, I coach football in the fall. I've been coaching football for probably about six years now. Um, But one thing a lot of these kids think is things are handed to them. Um, I've definitely seen that with a younger, with the younger generation about, Oh, well, I'm just going to walk on the field and I'm going to go play division one football. No, that's, it's not how it works. Um, But when it comes to like, them working together as a team, I think that also incorporates with that because football for me has esca- like definitely helped me out with life when it comes to hard work, dedication, and teamwork. Discipline, yeah. Um, discipline, exactly. So um, I think in this summer, it, you know, take some time this fall, start kind of building a plan. So when the sum- when the spring comes, especially living in the South, you can play spring football you can do all these things and like work on going up and getting a group together you know whether you know i don't even have to get paid for it but kids have to learn something right um when it comes to discipline and then moving on going forward because you tell me no not want to do a damn push-up you're going to tell somebody no at your job but they tell you to do something so you know goes hand in hand so very true so yeah I want to give Definitely. you a warm hug. I wish I could hug you guys right now because that's that's so wonderful. <laughs> I, we need more people to um, to think like you guys. Um, I'm not even trying to be funny. It's just heartwarming. Um, uh, I think I think that's so important uh, with the youth to see to give them like um, like a window of opportunity of what they can become of things that they can do that they can do like options. Like, you know, op- I hear my echo. No, but so I was just saying that I think it's great that kids, you know, see other things that they can do and, and uh, widen, widen their horizons of things that, you know, that are possible. Um, and I think oftentimes when we come from, like, minority groups and minority um, communities, it's hard to see that, right? Like, it's hard to see, what. well, what else can I do? I don't see myself right. getting past a, a grocery store job or a store job, Um uh, I went to high school in the South Bronx. Well, I went to three high schools, but one of my high schools was in the South Bronx in, in, here in New York. And it's a it's a very mm-hmm. bad area. It's a um, it's, it's just bad. Boys? Yeah. Did you do the <laughs> boys? Yes. Okay. Go <laughs> no. ahead. Okay. It was just bad, right? But um, it was a it was a really good school with a good initiative. They made us wear uniforms. We were the only public school that wore uniform in the area. Um, and they had a program called, um, it was like an exchange program. So they, 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 they brought kids from other co- um, countries, um, into our homes and they 
took us to different places, different countries. So we spent two weeks. I spent two weeks in Germany. Um, we had coworkers, um, coworkers. We had uh, classmates that um, I think went somewhere. And Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Uh, Asia. Um, but I, I think it's great to start with the kids and, and to and to let them know that there there, there are other options for them. Um, and sports is such a great idea, especially traveling sports, right? Yeah. Right. Because um, the biggest thing that I got out of that was there's potential for me to go somewhere. You know, uh, because up in Michigan, it's very hard in the wintertime when you're, like, trying to preparate and get ready for the, you know, the next season because it snows up there. So we don't have spring ball. We got seven-on-seven seven stuff that we do in the winter. But, you know, going to all those camps and doing all those seven-on-sevens at different colleges kind of gave me a little bit more of a push for, like, okay, well, I want to be here. I want to be here. What does it have to take for me to get here? And, you know, that they did SAT preps. They did ACT preps. You know, those are the things that, like, really have to work on with kids is because, that you know, you can be a great athlete. Anybody can be a great athlete. But if you don't have a mindset to fall back on or any degree to fall back on, if you want to go somewhere and then you get hurt, nice it's over. Now you're stuck. I was yeah. the product of getting hurt. And, 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 you see and you see it so often, right, with these kids that they get they get injured right off the bat. Or they like they do something stupid and then they lose their entire and it's so sad and it's heartbreaking that you don't have, you know, like you said, something else to fall back on. Um right. so how is your your current um, environment with like the riots and the and the protesting? Um, we had some of the friendliest protest and not I, I say friendly, but I mean they we didn't have any violence here per se. Nashville didn't have a whole bunch of violence. They said they lit the courthouse on fire. We're talking about barrel fire size you know what i mean they didn't yeah. they it didn't they tried to light it on fire and then the media gassed it up real good yeah it's been pretty peaceful in in this area we've been fortunate for that so it's very true it's very true i i didn't get to make i wanted to make some of the protests i didn't get to make them i had my kids and i just couldn't take them out there you know i mean i couldn't roll the dice i yeah. just you know something happened i didn't want my son or daughter to be that poster child with the milk dumped all over their face screaming, you know, I just couldn't do right. that to them. But you're, you're, so, doing, you're helping in other ways, which is also yeah, very important. Correct. We did when general motors was on strike, we did go out there and, um, I don't know if you remember that. How long ago was the GM strike? GM strike was, that, was 16. That was in. Yeah. That was last no, that's last year. It was last year. This one last year. Yeah, it was like in the summertime. Yeah, because um, it was right after, close to right after the Fourth yeah. of July. Right, we did go out there. I've got most of my family is General Motors family, and we went out there and supported them. And we actually set up our podcast live on the picket line, and people came up and talked. They let us talk on the mic, and our, our podcast has kind of shifted from from a podcast to a actual like internet show it's very video oriented you, you know, were we've... telling me that that you're sharing on on social media instead right 
Yeah, and we need to update some of our stuff on the um, on the Apple and the Spotify and stuff. But the video stuff has taken off. You know, it gets it gets good watches. It, by the end of the month, our episodes usually have about twenty thousand views. You know, and that's and that's cool. But um, it's just it's just been a lot. You know, it's been a lot trying to keep up all the different platforms and everything. Yeah, so, there's too much. Um, yeah, uh, I think. In New York, also, we saw a little bit of that, you know, media gaslighting thing where there were, like, reports, oh, the mall near me, um, they were saying that they were looting. And then my coworker is there, and he's saying, um, my coworker, my, our friend, um, Joey, was on the show. <laughs> I keep saying coworkers. I don't know why. But Joey was actually there, and he's, like, recording. He's like, there's nothing happening here, guys. Uh, which right. is like bizarre, you know, um, to uh-huh. see that that's going on. Um, right. Uh, I, I guess I just wanted to get a feel about how you guys are feeling uh, spiritually, morally, with everything that's going on well, with, with the police. It's. Set up. Brandon has just joined us after. Hey, Brandon. Typical blackmail. How late is he? Go ahead and give him a skull. Get, get the headphones on, Brandon. And I want you to give him a personal scalding of what he has done here. And go, go ahead. Typical. That, don't say it. Okay. Don't no, say it. It's okay. That we'll, we'll say nice for the N-word. We'll, we'll, we'll substitute it with ninja. Can we do ninja? Ninja turtle. Yeah. Uh, typical ninja. <laughs> Let me get a sound check. I'm so sorry. Can you hear him okay? Don't listen. Don't be sorry because you know what you gave us. You gave us um, right, Devin, for for Dev, about Devin. forty minutes. So Devin, thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> thank you, Brandon. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just I, I before we left, I just wanted to get a feeling of how you guys are doing spiritually, morally, with with everything that's happening with the police. You go ahead, Brandon. You haven't spoke your your part. <laughs> go ahead and and tell them how you feel. Um, with everything happened with the police. Yes. First off, well, I hate the police, but uh, uh, no, you good right there? Right there. All right. He he does this all the time. Oh, there we there we go. Yeah. All right. Um, spiritually, I feel like we're in a place that is very trying. Uh, we have to return to God and um, pull together and like and and I would say turn the other cheek and all that, but just be in a, in a better positive state, just knowing that the outcome is is uh, ultimately going to be in our favor uh, that that the people have the power and we just like mentally it's really uh it's really easy to get down like today i saw a video of gregory edwards i don't know if uh, people are on him yet but it was just like george floyd and it's 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 horrible i i cried i'm not ashamed to admit that and like i just saw that today so like mentally it's it's exhausting i feel you feel like you uh you're watching a hunting going on or something. Wow. It's like mm-hmm. it, it, it's that's what it feels like. It's like you feel like I'm I'm part of a group that's damn near endangered or something. Like it's it's wild to see. It's just I don't get how all these videos are just coming out. It's like a, they've sent out a memo and said, all right, let the purge begin or something. Right. It's it's, it's exhausting. But but God always wins in the end. So we just gotta keep on. Keeping on like we always do, but it's a, it's, it's it, it takes a toll on you. When you yeah, when you're trying to figure out like what the why 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 do you hate me so much? It can't just be for the color of my skin. You're mm-hmm. like, 
you did all this, like Jim Crow, voting rights, all it like just because I'm a different color than you. Right. Like, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's hard to believe that's, that's why it's that simple. I, I saw a meme today. And it stated something. It was it was under along the line a little, little, little along the lines hmm. of you know we had to shut down the country, shut down all sports, shut down all vacations, shut down all school systems for us to pay attention to the racial you know the racial tension in America. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's pretty powerful. You know, we had to shut it. You know, everything had to be shut down before we'd actually you know focus our attention on this. So it comes from all sides. You know. It, it, it comes from all angles, which is even more distraught, you know, exhausting. Um, right. I, I come from the Dominican Republic, and we all know how dark people got there, uh, the same way that dark people got into the United States. But for some reason, people think that they're better than other people just because of the place that they were born. You can tell by how, uh, from how Trump, um, when Puerto Rico uh, got hit with the hurricane and everything, when it comes to those islands, he's he's very... He's not. He's not as um, smooth with the with the cover up. Like you know how politi- politicians usually like they can say some good stuff. He just he's very honest. He don't really care about uh, the people of color that are in the islands. And stuff. Like, right. Yeah. Don't don't even get me started on Puerto Rico because that's just different. You know what they're doing, what the government's doing with Puerto Rico is just on another level. Um. Yeah, oh, another level. Like, <laughs> no, no. It's, it's, it's to be illegal. Actually, I I think about that sometimes. Like that. Can they sue him? It's so crazy. But I was right. getting to how, how we're all racist. You know, not all of us, but how it comes from different angles. I remember hearing um, from like relatives, you know, like, um, oh, be careful, you know, don't let her bring like a dark boy home. And I'm like, bitch, I'm gay. <laughs> and, you know, like, that's the least, the color is the least of your worries, okay? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can I jump in for just a second? Yeah. So I dated a girl in high school, okay? And her mother was Hispanic and her father was white, okay? And her father didn't like me dating her because I was black. Well, in time, she came out and he was okay with that. And I was so confused by the whole spectrum of this. Like, you yourself are in an interracial relationship, but did not like her in an interracial relationship. Most of the time, people, when they hate interracial relationships, they also hate same-sex relationships. It's yeah. kind of hand-in-hand. Right. I was totally confused. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just step away from this. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just puts things, put things in perspective, right? And I also, I've heard, I'd rather you be like a prostitute or like a whore than be gay, you know? Uh, yeah. Which just, like... Ugh. Where are we as a as a nation, as yeah. a community? Like I, we're lost. We need God, like um, Brandon said. Uh, I think yeah. we needed him a, a long time ago. Um, but you know, he comes in different ways, right? Um, the thing else seems to, to I I don't I don't like how people's uh, half baked solutions are supposed to be like the end all be all like plan. Just. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more.
All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. I just think a lot of people do a lot of half-baked solutions when they be like, all right, you got to get out there and you got to vote. And like, all right, but then they rigged elections and they proved it. What do we do now? Ah, right. oh, we got to hit them in the pocket. All right, well, the top 1% has 50% of the wealth of the whole nation. So how are we going to hit them in the pocket? Ah, like, we just keep throwing these little Band-Aids instead of just saying, like, yo, we have to, we're fighting some evil. Like, right. it's, it's, it should it should really, like, forget a war on drugs. We need a war on hate. Right. Like, True. We need a war on evil. Like, you know, Brand, like, uh, Brandon, you hit a good point there with the voting. I remember hearing a story about um, voting in Alabama, how they had closed down a few um, voting places or schools or whatever. And mm -hmm. and then they, they, they were making it so that you can only use certain kinds of IDs to go vote. And then for a certain group of minorities um, in that section, they had to drive, I think it was like over 30 miles or something like that. Um, so oh, like, so they're making it like even harder and they're, they're making so many stipulations that they're just making it impossible for you to go out there and vote. I remember for the primaries, um, uh, between Hillary and, and what's his fucking face. Um, <laughs> there were so Hillary. many <laughs> fucking face, <laughs> Cheeto face in office right now. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but I remember so many people like, and, and, and our, in our, uh, voting area, that they were they were sending them away. They're like, no, you we changed the the place. You have to go to the other school that's down the block. And then there were mm -hmm. people that were being sent back and forth. Like the disparity that's going on, um, it's it's just wrong on so many levels. And the system is broken on, in so many ways that, like you said, it's going to take a lot of people and a lot of um, a lot of help in different ways. Um, hey Mario, we don't we don't really be understanding that ninety nine is bigger than one, <laughs> right? Like we're the ninety nine percent. All of our problems we we have, whether it be uh, LGBT, whether it be racial, whether it be economic, are all like held up by the same group of people. You know what I mean? Like, the one percent. Yeah. Like, it's like one group of people we're trying to like convince of all this stuff because we need the paperwork to push through so we can actually have a better world. So we can have ten million people protesting, but if they don't have a bill in the office for them to vote on or something like that, then that is all just you know, camera time. Like once we figure out that like all these people are in like one little location and 99 is bigger than one, we can start making some changes. We got to stop acting like like the people that uh, are holding it up aren't touchable. Right. But, and then, you know, we have to take responsibility for that also. We have to start making sure that we're voting every year, that we're voting our city representatives and our, our, our local um uh, offices, right? That it's not just mm. for presidential races, um, because those are the people that are also making laws, right? Right. right. Exactly. Let me let me ask you, in your area where you are, what is the race relations like between black and brown? I've always wondered because there's always been like a small divide down here in the south, and I don't get it. I'm like, look, y'all, we we're, we're in this together. You know what I mean? Like, what is so what is it like up there? Is it any different? Is this, is there still a divide? Is it is it uh, is racial divide in, in one in what sense? What do you mean? 
And uh, between like blacks or, or Hispanics or blacks and Cubans or blacks and Dominicans, like how is how is the race relations up there? I can only speak to my experience. Um, and I, I know Angel comes from a more, more diverse um, family. Um, but on my end, I like I like I told you guys, I remember hearing growing up, like, don't bring a, a black boy home. You know, I'm like, I'm dark. I'm gay, <laughs> you know, like right, right, my, right, right. my biological sperm donor is darker than, than I think the three of you. Cause and slide on in here a little bit. Brand, he's darker than you. I'll show you a picture. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, this is Ken you know, here. So and I don't like, know. <laughs> and so like for people, <laughs> look at it smiling <laughs> for, for like, for people in my family that come in all shades, to say something like that, like that, it just didn't make sense as a kid, you know. So I, I don't even know like where to start off on that. And, and then on top of that, I'm like I don't care about color, like I'm gay. Um, right. But um, I think I think you see. I think I've seen changes. Um, I've mm -hmm. seen the color of our protests are are very diverse. Um, they are. That was surprising. Yeah, but then you also have these Mrs. Cooper, right? And I think Huobo's talking about making it a law to make it um, uh, illegal for somebody to make a false uh, report on somebody uh, in the state. Um, and they're calling it, like, the Cooper something. And coincidentally, they both share the same last name. Um, wow. I don't know if you guys remember the story of the, the guy that was bird watching, and then... Um, yeah, they called yeah, the law. They called it. Yeah. So, by the way, this guy's handsome. I don't know if you guys have seen pictures of him. <laughs> he's handsome, and I think he's gay too. Um, but that's besides the point. <laughs> just saying that it's just like it. it it's the it, see, I've seen changes. You know, I've, I've seen how diversified some some things of um, um, are are looking. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you this: cause about a few years ago, I had um, I had a couple guys. And we were sitting down talking. It was me and three Hispanic guys, and uh, they were talking about, you know, racial tension and things like that sort. And I, I had to explain. I was like, "Look, once you guys really start pushing for your rights, you know, and in you know, they they were construction workers and stuff like that. And I was like, once you guys really start pushing for your rights, that's when you'll get a pushback. You know, that's when, when it'll start pushing back, and then." Lo and behold, years later, Donald Trump's here. You know what I mean? And he's putting walls up and he's, yeah. you know what I mean? He's, he's having children in cages. Right, exactly. Mm. Who is the, the? I guess, I don't want to use the term Latino, but who is, is you guys' leader as far as, like politics and stuff, or like cultural leader, like you know, some people they say black. Who leaders. is Joe Martin Luther King? Yes, who is <laughs> you guys? Is Martin Luther King? Who is Jesse Jackson? Now Sharpton? Who are not. those people? I hope y'all ain't got no Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> I you know I I can't pinpoint anybody. I I think that they all come in. Um, you know, sometimes you see celebrity uh, doing um, uh, like activist work. You know, or um, like. On a local level, um, we have Ruben Diaz, who's a Bronx borough president, who I've seen stand up for, you know, for stuff. We have people that come out of nowhere that from like, we have the taxi commissioner 
stand up, like come out. He's like the <laughs> what's this guy's name with the hair? <laughs> I can't think of his name. <laughs> Yo, what's his what's this guy's name with um uh fuck with the hair? He lost a lot of weight. Oh, we don't know. We don't even have no. taxis now. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not. He's um he's a black activist. I can't think of his name. He lost a lot of weight. He was—he's everywhere. Any anything, anytime anything happens, he's everywhere. I'm gonna talk about Al. Al Sharpton, right? So we have the Dominican Al Sharpton, and he. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And what AOC that Congress? TLC was um Alex Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yes, AOC. She is um also a big one. She's but she's more like local, like um Queens. Um, but she's a fighter. I love her a lot. I'm a big fan of her. And okay. she's, um, like, I don't know, for something about, about her, like, is very powerful. And she really speaks on a lot of the Latinos and Latinas out here. So, um, so yeah, you guys do one. stand behind her tough then. I don't know how I feel about her still. Like okay. <laughs> my, my thing is still out there. <laughs> yeah. For her. There's a lot of mixed feelings. Um, there but I think, I think her heart's in the right place. Um, and I yeah. think I love I love that she's making noise, you know, that she's rambling right. things. I, I like that. Um, it's a start. It's a start. Um, still working on a start in 2020. Just... Well, it's start for for their movement. Our movements are going on longer, you know. Yeah, but man, we shouldn't even be like. I'm so, ugh, so tired of I race was... being thing. Like, it's so many other things that we should be tackling to still have to convince. Like who who the hell are we convincing at this point? Like who's not on board or, or at least knows? You know what I mean? Like exactly, like, Brandon. I was Will Smith shared a video today. I'm sorry to cut you off, but Will Smith um, shared a video today uh, of a comedian, and he was talking about how how sad is it that we just have we even have to discuss that we have to argue about Black Lives Matter? Uh, you know. Yeah. He's it's like, crazy. like they matter. Like we're not saying they matter more or less. We're saying they matter. Like the fact that we have to even argue that, um, it's just, it's just mind blowing. The sign of the times and princes. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> so what, um, I, I think ahead. for me, what put things into perspective because I I seem to like things all nilly willy and I live in a cloud and I don't let things affect me, um, which sometimes makes you blind like makes you blind to things that are happening right. Um, I, I think what woke me up um, years ago was um, Oscar Grant, um, in, in mm-hmm. uh, Oakland, California. Um, Man, thank you for saying his name. And I haven't seen his name, and a lot of things are, and a lot of memes that are going around saying say say their names. Um, right. But this man was handcuffed, on the floor, shot. The bullet ricocheted and and hit it. I think his his lung and, or an artery or something. So like he was shot mm-hmm. twice basically, um, while handcuffed. Um, and and that just like, like I don't want to say put things into perspective, but like that's that what that's what woke me. Um, and mm-hmm. I can't imagine um, what it feels like to, you know, to live like that every day with that kind of fear. Um, it's it's a mu- I saw a post on online and it kind of like gave me chills. But it was a and it was a very simple post. That's the, what messed me up. Somebody asked, "How old were you the first time uh, police pulled a gun on you?" And the amount of comments and like ages, I'm like. 
I was 12. I was I was 16, and wow. then I was Michigan. I was I was 14 with my mom. Like it was so many comments to where like I didn't really because I've had a gun pulled on me, but I just thought that's because I don't like police, and we just always have a bad time around. <laughs> Wiley Coyote <laughs> Roadrunner. <Right. laughs> <laughs> As I acknowledge, you know, what I mean, I could have had something to do with it. Like, right. But seeing all that, I was like, oh, I didn't know that so many people went through. Like, by the time you're 14, you've already had a gun put on you by a cop. Right. Like, a good question would be ask a cop how many times he's put a gun <laughs> on somebody. <There> <laughs> yes. How many times have you put a gun on a black guy? <laughs> <laughs> If every oh, was... if 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 three out of every five black men have had a gun pulled on them by a cop, asking a cop, how many black men have you pulled a gun on? That number would be astronomical. Oh, man, they gonna <laughs> they gonna sound like a wolf. Then ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad that that's a reality that we're living in. It's, yeah. it's pathetic. Yeah, yeah. It's real though. The people yeah. that are tax Definitely. money is you know they're oh, yes. paying. Damn, you you've had a gun put on you. So, light skin um, sensation. So the high school that I went to when I lived in Michigan was mostly white kids. Okay, um, I was still playing football at the time, and you know, at that time when Colin Kaepernick was taking the knee, and then really when Black Lives Matter really started to take you know a hit, you know, I believed in that, and I took a knee for the national anthem before games like that. That's just something I believe in. Um, you know, I hate, you know, how some people think, like, I'm disrespecting the flag. And, you know, I'm not disrespecting the flag, but we can't sit and say that we're the people. Like, the, the Constitution can't sit and say we the people when we're all against each other. Mm -hmm. Like, we the people states that we're supposed to be together, and this country is far from that. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, when I look at it as... I took a knee because I'm I'm protesting against police brutality. Like I've seen, you know, and after that, when I talk about police officers following me home from school, from work, knowing where I live and stuff like that, and telling me to get out of my car because my star my car was stolen and stuff like that, and and had my father involved and stuff like that, that's what really woke me up about stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, because I don't, I don't, I don't go out here acting, acting a fool, you know, and now, you know, my thing is, is I was always taught you have to be ahead of everybody else because you're already behind just because of the mm -hmm. color of your skin. And especially being light skin, because it's hard because you have black people that tell you that you're not black enough. Mm -hmm. You also have white people that tell you that you're not white enough. But, you know, at the same time, I love who I am. You know, it is what it is. Like, if you ain't with me, I don't really, I don't really give a fuck. Like, I don't, I don't care, you know, because I know I have a circle around me of people that like who I am and what I've done. And I just, and all of this has really opened me up to the people that show, truly show their real colors. And, you know, my, my Facebook, that, that bad boy, that friends list is chop down. I don't need it. I, I don't care. I have people by my side, but, you know, it's definitely one of those things where I, after I took a knee, things definitely changed for me when I was going to school. Um, and that's why I never really stayed in contact with people from that school. Like, yeah. cause I transferred from a very diverse school and then went to that school, but it was for, for an education and play football. Like I was like, that's what I went for. Um, but it was, it changed, changed a lot. 
and showed me who really I am when it comes to the strength of what I want to follow and my beliefs. And, you know, it's changed me for a better person of who I am now. So I got caught standing for the national anthem on accident one time and had so many <laughs> black people staring me down. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like the, to the people that say that it's unpatriotic, I, th- I feel like that's the reason why that's the beauty of this country, right? We can agree to disagree. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, well, that, yeah. Well, we can get to that point. Yeah. Um, when we get, exactly. we're, we're headed. It's, it's a yeah. process. It's all a process. I um, think we should all move away. Brandon wants <laughs> to raise money and move to Africa. I want to go to Canada. Canada, Canada is like, pretty. I think we should all move away. I think anybody that feels like the system because uh, they say institutional racism or systemic racism. That's a system. Exactly. That's an institution. Like yeah. that's that. Those are the things that a country runs on. So you're telling me the entire system of where I live is slanted against me. So I think all of us should just move away. Then they'll be able to. They'll see that oh, their food is bland and they don't have any rhythm. And like, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, technically, gonna... it's not their 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 land, right? It's we're on blood land. Like, yeah, See? yeah. Look, you going deep. You, you sound no. like you might be woke over there. Be careful. <laughs> well, because the natives had a lot of rhythm. I'm just standing up for the you know the people that that they didn't have bland meals. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> like Brandon said. Just leave. We can. We can. Potatoes and cabbage. Right. <laughs> nah. Anyway, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, ain't no Lowry's on that. Yeah, no, no Lowry's on, on that. that. <laughs> I don't know what Lowry's are. Please fill me in. You don't know what Lowry's, you know what Lowry's is? It's oh. a season salt. Yeah, it, it goes Lowry's. on everything. Oh. Everything. Is that like our adobo? Like our Goya adobo? <laughs> no. All spice. Maybe. Yeah, it's uh, it's just seasoning sauce. It's Lowry's. It's its own brand, its own flavor. Oh, Lowry's just some Lowry's and some chicken crack. Ooh, oh, chicken cracks from Michigan. Yeah, is that enough. like a Dave Chappelle thing where he's like, I put that shit on everything, but like the crack, yeah, kind of like, sprinkle yeah, some crack. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It, chicken crack is a, it's like a lemon pepper based seasoning that comes oh, out of Michigan. I love that. Lowry's with it, that that salt, some seasoned salt with lemon pepper. Oh, yeah. we talking, we cooking with all night. <laughs> Angel, I think we're taking a road trip. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, if you guys, if you guys come to Tennessee, you got to go to. They've got a drag show in Nashville at Club Play. That's like the headquarters of your community here, Club Play. If you look it up, they've got. It's it's a big club down here, and everyone goes. Oh, play, yeah, yeah, club. It's called Play. Check it out. They've got a drag show, and that's like that's like headquarters, okay. you know. It's we'll it's put a, it in our um, show notes for you guys. Yeah, um, put that on for you guys. So tonight, yeah. instead of our, um, if you guys don't have anything else to add, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. We're here for you. <laughs> no, thank you so much for making time for us. Um, but before we go, uh, we usually have a, a quote time, and it doesn't feel appropriate. So Angel and I instead are going to be sharing the names of some lives lost. Um, uh, Angel, do you want to get that started? Um, absolutely. So um, I have here, I'm going to start with my list here, um, Ahmaud Aubrey, Eric Garner, John Crawford III, Michael Brown, 
Ezel Ford, Dante Parker, Michelle Cuso, Laquan McDonald, Tanisha Anderson, Akai Gurley, Tamia Rice, Romaine Brisbane, Jermaine Reed. Or, I'm sorry. Jeremy. Jerome Reed. I think it's Jerome. Okay. George Mann, Matthew Ajabate, Frank Smart, Natasha McKenna, Tony Robinson, Anthony Hill, Maya Hall, Philip White, Eric Harris, Walter Scott, William Chapman II, Alexa Christian, Brendan Glenn, Victor Manuel Larosa, Jonathan Sanders, Freddie Blue, Joseph Mann, Salvador Ellswood, Sandra Bland, Albert Joseph Davis, Darius Stewart, Billy Ray Davis, Samuel DeBose, Michael Sabi, Brian Keith Day, Christian Taylor, Troy Robinson, Asham Faroa Manley, Philip Cooney, Keith Harrison McLeod, Junior Prosper, Lamontez Jones, Patterson Brown, Dominic Hutchinson, Anthony Ashford, Alonzo Smith, Tyree Crawford, India Kagner, Levante Biggs. Michael Lee Marshall, Jamar Clark, Richard Perkins, Nathaniel Harris Pickett, Benny Lee Tigner, Miguel Espinal, Michael Noel, Kevin Matthews, Betty Jones, Cantonio Legrier, Keith Childress Jr., Janet Wilson, Randy Nelson, Antroni Scott, Wendell Celestine, David Joseph, Kaylin Rockermore, Deshaun Perkins, Christopher Davis, Marco Loud, Peter Gaines, Tori Robinson, Darius Robinson, Kevin Hicks, Mary Trugzillo, Demarcus Zamir, Willie Tillman, Terrell Thomas, Sylvale Smith, Alton Sterling, Philando Castillo, Terrence Crutcher, Paul O'Neill, Alteria Woods, Jordan Edwards, Aaron Bailey, Ronell Foster, Savon Clark, Antoine Rose II, Batham John, Pamela Turner, Pamela Turner, Dominique Clayton, Tatiana Jefferson, Christopher Whitfield, Christopher McCorvey, Eric Reason, Michael Lorenzo Dean, Brianna Taylor, and George Floyd. Derek Brown. Yeah, Derek Brown. Um, and there's so many on that list that there's still, we see you no know, justice. We, we have no idea what's going on with their cases, Brianna Taylor being one of them. Um, and I don't understand how that happens in this country. You gotta, you gotta think about the real why. I, I've, I've uh, helped organize a Stolen Lives Matter rally. Uh, well, not rally, but a, I guess it was a rally. But yeah. a Stolen Lives Matter is a group about the the families of those people that you just named. I was like, I've met uh, uh, Sandra Bland's mom, and I've met Tamir Rice's cousin, and I've met um, Michael Brown's mom, and you know, those like. That's Stolen Lives Matter is just the, their vessel after the news cameras go away, like when they want to continue to push the memory yeah. of the uh, of their loved one that you know has been taken by police brutality, and specifically about police brutality. Oh. We had um, 
Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Um, we've had them come come here uh, to Columbia and, and speak, and the things that we don't that we don't understand uh, from, especially from that list that y'all just read, is there's so many more that mm-hmm. that we don't know their names. There's so many more that that happen on a regular, real time. Like it's this is not just because it's on camera. It's already frequent enough, but when you actually know the numbers and the ratio of how often uh, a person of color and, and, and that includes Native Americans because indigenous people are killed by police officers mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, you know, more proportions also. So uh, the real numbers and, and how frequently this happens is atrocious, it's, it's, it's preposterous, it's crazy. And, and that number has not dropped since 2016. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things like... With uh, Trayvon, even though George Zimmerman is not a cop, that kind of like was the big catalyst. And mm-hmm. then we've been able to uh, keep up since then, unless, you know, like Oscar Grant, uh, those few. But like and Sean Bell, that type of thing. But from Trayvon up is where us as a nation, we've kind of been on it. You know what I mean? Like, all right, this happened. And Black Lives Matter. All right, this happened. All right, we need to boycott. Like, But it's so many more. And this just continuously happens. And, and, and with such frequency is so crazy like why i don't i don't get how you dislike somebody this long this intensely for what reason exactly brandon let me ask you something um how how was your experience with the family of sandra um i remember going bonkers for at least a few days where i just i couldn't get that image out of my head um like the conspiracy theories of, you know, people people were saying, oh, that's just Photoshop or no, like um, she was already sick or something like that. Um, how was that like? Um, her grandma's a, a very nice lady, very beautiful, uh, spirit-filled woman. And and I feel like she had more forgiveness in her heart than um, I could ever muster up, uh, especially in something that was so public. Uh, things... Uh, uh, actually, with all of them, even even more than um, Sandra Bland, uh, Michael Brown's mom was um, very forgiving. They had like a like a calmness. It's something. There's an air about them when you talk to them, when you meet them, to where they 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 have a peace about themselves, to where it's like they they understand what they can do. They un- and and it, I guess grasping the the reality of I can only do so much. So at some point, I have to be patient. And just let God work, and and you could just see that they had like a a faith about them, but also it was a it was like a a mercy, you know what I mean? Like they they seem to they seem to feel worse for for the cops and everything, like because it's like I know you you got to deal with this. I know that God is real, so you you gonna have to deal with this. Yeah. But also I know He's real, so they will well, give them peace, and they would just be very calm and uh. And 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 very warm. Like even when they talked about it, and, and other people would be tearing up. You could tell it was something that didn't exactly. Um, uh, you know, some people can't talk when they when they get the get emotional. Yeah. And they and you they were used to it to where they could they could still say that name and, and tell those stories and do it uh, with some with like I don't know if confidence is the right word for it, but they, they had a a grace about them. You know, maybe clarity. Yeah, you're clear. Yes, Clarity. yes, and okay. and I think that's that's one of those things you only really get that if you uh if you have to you know deal with it on a day. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Derek Brown, 
was someone from down here that was killed by police. Uh, um, and they hit, hit well, they hit him on a motorcycle, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. was on a motorcycle, yeah, and they hit him. Go ahead. And they hit him. And his mom, uh, Miss Tyann, she's she has the same type of air, type of clarity and grace about her. Like, uh, it's 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 odd. It's it's like when when all you can do is rely on patience and faith. It's you. Yeah. I don't know, it's something, it's something that puts them in a different mind space. But but her her uh her grandma and her mom uh are very nice people. They're very nice. They're very sweet and warm. It's, like, it's that's, just... that's great though that the to talk to two generations and they know that you know it's like you know Sandra's dead, but her mom and her grandma's still around and they're talking about this. It's it's a strength that is incredible. Right. Like, I, I don't think I can do it. I'm, I'm blowing something up. Exactly. I mean, I, in my mind, I'm still like, I close my eyes and I, I can't watch the news anymore with the George thing because I can't stop on seeing his, you know, right. his, his lifeless face on the ground. Um, and it's overwhelming. So, like, for me, I don't know how I can become, how I can have that clarity. So I, I feel like that must be something. That must be a higher power <laughs> giving them that kind of, you know, um, clarity yeah, that you say. Yeah, it has to be because I don't, I don't, I'm with you. I, I can't even fathom it because, and I want this to be known. If anything happens to me, if you see in the news that, that anything happened to me, don't let anybody say I would like peace or I would not want, I want as much violence <laughs> as possible. Oh <my> <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't. I don't know. They 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 are in tune with something higher and above right. me, and it's and it's beautiful. And I applaud it. And I hope to attain that one day when I'm not there. Paco, burn something. Right. Up. If something happens to me, burn it. Burn it. Up. Molotov. <laughs> all. <laughs> Go all the way. Right. Well, God forbid. God forbid anything right. happens to you. Um, please stay safe. Please be careful. Um, it's sad, but just. You know, just stay safe. Uh, is there anything else you guys would like to add? Where do we find your your social media? How do we find you guys? Uh, it's the Who Dat Podcast. And uh, I think it's www.facebook.com slash the Who Dat Podcast. The, yeah, Who Dat Podcast. Well, add yeah, it to that's the show where most, Yes, and that's, that's definitely the best way to reach us. We're live Sundays. I say 6 p.m. ish. <laughs> Eastern so, Central Time. What is that? Uh, Central. Central, yeah, Central Time. Central time. So it'll be seven o'clock. Yeah, it'll be Eastern. seven o'clock. Yeah, this time. And uh, guests can interact with us while we're doing our podcast. It's uh, we have sometimes we have live performances on. You know, we have all. It's it's interesting. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it, guys. Please come back to the show. Please talk to us with uh, Brandon. Please show up on time next time. <laughs> Right. I'm so right. sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. No, you know what? We're thankful. You gave us you gave us um Devin. We'll blame it on the Eastern time, right? Yeah, time yes. difference. So. Yeah, we had a we had a uh, uh, an interview with somebody in, in LA and I was like, Yeah, eight o'clock is fine and like, oh shit. Eight o'clock yeah. your time or my time, so we wanted about to stay up late. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but um, no, we thank you. We're very grateful for you guys and and for making time for us, um, and and for sharing um, this crazy vulnerability that um, yeah. it's upsetting, you know. But um, so thank you so much, Angel. Did you want to add anything? 
I just wanted to say I really appreciate what you guys do with your podcast. It's more of like an educational platform. And I feel like so, so, so deeply that there's not enough education around these topics. And not only to kids, adults as well. And what you guys are doing is like really amazing to me. Thank you. I appreciate it, Angel. Stay on the lookout for Project Equals. I'll send you the link when we get it up. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Yes, absolutely. I love so. that you know that you're creating a platform for, for this. We did not talk about the bank. That's for another what, day. What happened with the bank? <laughs> I want to know. No, no, nothing happened. <laughs> okay, wait. Did you? Did you? What did you do to the bank? What did you? <laughs> what did you do to the bank? To the bank. Go ahead. I had an idea that. Uh, that black churches and black businesses should team up and start a credit union. Oh, that's and a great they, idea. Right? Because, I mean, because with uh, black churches, you have a congregation, so that's how you'll be able to get a lot of your accounts active. And then with the black businesses, that's when you like you can, you know, use the money from the bank to, to loan out to the businesses to make the community better. So we've been talking about that a lot. Uh, sorry to like the out of nowhere. But that's just one of those things that, sh- that can work. If black churches and black businesses, or Latina churches, or uh, the businesses and whatever, if if the if the church and business sections come together locally and they start making credit unions, then you get that's how you retain funding and and money within your own circle. Like you know how they talk about, you have to keep your mm-hmm. money in, all that. That's how you'll be able to do it, uh, and you'll be able to retain that money. And and then when things like this happen, you'll be able to have the money that. Uh, how all these celebrities are giving to organizations that bail bail out protesters that that type of thing. Local banks should be able to do that too. You know what I mean? Right. Like having a bank, you have so much money and so much uh, freedom to use that money as you see fit. As long as the you know the board decides on it, there's banks that do a lot. So it, I just think that people should start making banks, and it's a big tax write off also. So mm-hmm. I just think we should just. Start like creating banks all around the nation so we have our own money. That's an amazing concept. Uh, and it just makes sense. <laughs> our money. The money exactly. It's our money. Let's keep it in, in our circle. In our. <laughs> yes. That's what we should do. Instead of benefiting, you know, like our interests are going to benefit, um, you know, big banks and big, uh, big corporations that get these tax breaks all the time and all these um, benefits from our own money. So why not keep it in-house? Exactly. Exactly. And now he puts a wide to- camera angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and say I've actually got four cameras in here, and like I use OBS to make this production in my home. We're, we're currently building our studio. It's we, we it's a process, but um, but yeah, I've actually got four cameras. Skype doesn't really let me do it like I can do. Like you know, if it let me connect OBS to it, I could really give you a performance here, <laughs> video-wise. But I'm going to have to talk to you about OBS. I keep hearing things about it. Um, I can teach you. Give me yeah, a week yeah, yeah. with you. I'll send you an email. I'll train you. <laughs> so, uh, Demario, Devin, Brandon, thank you for letting us into your home um, for sharing with us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having <laughs> us. Thank you. Pleasure. It it's really was. Pleasure. Thank you so much, guys. Until next time, everybody, happy trails. Bye. Peace. Who that? Who that? <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for listening to the LGBT Chat. Don't forget to subscribe. And remember, the grass is always greener where you water it. Till next time. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.